nothing, 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 nothing you could do. Straight up, there's nothing you could do. Know the boy says, there's nothing. I don't know why you want to play with it. There's nothing you could do. All right, we are back. Savage Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Chad George. And as always, my co-host, TJ. Yes. <laughs> yes, what's up? What's up, TJ? How are you? I'm doing good. Good, good. Happy to uh-huh. be here. Yeah, me too. Uh-huh. Excited for number two. I know, right? Um, first off, I want to thank everybody who sent out love uh, of our first episode. We really kind of put that at a feeler to figure out, you know, if people really were going to respond um, to what we were doing. I mean, either way, we're, we're going to make this thing rock because I'm, I'm so into the idea of learning what other people are, are going through and overcoming. And I think that just diving into this, there, there's so much amazing content that can be um, taken from every single person's story that we bring on the show and every mm-hmm. episode. I think that's one of the things we didn't touch on a little bit is that every episode, I want to bring on new people. Yeah, I want to bring on people that have different stories, unique stories. I know we did, we talked a lot a little bit, but like uh, like this week we've got um, we've, we have a, a very good friend of mine, uh, Ozzy Diaz. He's gonna be on the show, and he, he's he's been through so many different things, and I'm really excited to hear some of the story firsthand. Um, and I'm also really excited to have him tell his story. Yeah. Cause I, I I know some of it. I know you know a little bit of it, and I think diving into it we're gonna learn so much more about who he is as a person and where he's going and with that said i want to welcome him ozzy osman diaz welcome to the show yo yo thank you for having me chat man um so i've known i've known you for for a little while now you you've been training at the academy for for about how long um altogether maybe like three years about three, years, three, yeah. about three years, right? Yeah. And um, I know you've made some crazy changes just from being with me and training with me and, and the guys here. And the reason why I specifically wanted you on the show because I think that the transformations you've made have been just monumental. Yes, sir. And Thank you. I don't mean that just as, as, as a fighter. I mean this as a person. And I, I know you know what I'm talking about because... The stuff that you've been through to get where you are now, I think your story has to get out there. Yes, sir. And it wouldn't do anybody any justice, especially us, to not let you give people the opportunity to understand what you've been through mm-hmm. to help them. Right. Because I think some of the stuff that you've been through is the normal stuff that people think they're alone with. Yeah. And I know I've dealt with a lot of stuff that you've been through. TJ, I'm sure you've dealt with a lot yeah. of stuff. And I think the biggest fear that people have when it comes to overcoming things is that they're alone you know that people aren't going to understand like you're not going to understand what i've in my story or what i've been through it's like you're right. right i might not understand what you've specifically been through but maybe i've been through something similar mm-hmm. or maybe mm-hmm. i even have my own situations that you don't understand mm-hmm. that you might look at and go oh my god how are yeah. you even getting up in the morning right. yeah. yeah um uh one of the things about ozzy he's a professional fighter he's undefeated two and oh uh, he was California State Champion as an amateur, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu blue belt. But like I said earlier, this show isn't about fighting. But Ozzy is happens to be the definition of what I'm talking about when I say you're you have to champion and be a fighter for the things that you want. 
And that's what Ozzy's done. I mean, this guy has been through some incredible ups and downs. Like, what's what? I, I, I'm just gonna touch on this a little bit. Like, what's the most? Well, first of all, how much do you weigh right now? I'm walking around 192. 192. So you walk it around at 192. And what weight class do you fight at? Middleweight, 185. 185. And what weight class are we going to? 170. So let's recap this. So he's currently competing at 185. He's going to be fighting at 170. Now, the reason why I bring this up, it has nothing to do with fighting. No. What is the most that you've weighed? 306 pounds. 306 pounds. 306 pounds. I'll repeat that one more time. <laughs> so How long it... were you at that weight? Man, I I don't really remember exactly how long I was at that weight. I just remember one day just stepping on the scale and I read 306 pounds. Now, keep this in mind, I was 17 years old. You were 306 oh, at 17? <laughs> 17 wow. years old, yeah. 17, 18, 19. Okay. How yeah. old are you now? 27. Okay. 306 pounds at 17, Ozzy. Yeah. Oh That's my crazy. God. Crazy, right? Like, I knew you, because we've talked before. Yeah. I knew you hit that one. I didn't know you were that age. Yeah, I was young. Now, okay, so when you were 300 pounds, 306 pounds. Because yeah. six pounds makes a difference in this. Uh, yeah. No, no, yeah. it does. I mean, I, listen, hold on. Because that six pounds yeah. puts you plus six yeah. to 300. Yeah. yeah. Um, you could be 299. Right, but you're still, you're still <laughs> below. You're still under 300, yeah. Yeah. Man, okay, so now. Let's get into that a little bit. Like, yeah. at 300 pounds, 17 years old, what kind of a kid were you at that weight? Like, what was your mindset? Like, what was your confidence? Like, like who were you as 300 pounds, 17-year-old Ozzy? I was just, man, I was, like, thinking, man, I'm so young. I'm never going to get old. I'm not going to feel it. Um, My mindset was just, like, F everything. I don't know if I can curse. Do whatever you, know, you want, man. I, yeah. I, I was like, fuck everything. I'm just going to eat <laughs> anything that's in my face. And you know what I mean? Have fun. But... I stepped on a scale one day, three hundred and six pounds, and I got scared. That was it. Three hundred. I, I still, I still can't even. Like, I didn't realize you were that young, man. That is so scary. Yeah. That's crazy. But what's here's the thing about that? But look at like society, right? Mm -hmm. Kids are fucking big. Oh yeah. They are. Like we get big, and it starts because of that age. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We started like we, we get this weight, and we get these habits that we talk about. We get these habits at such a young age. Mm -hmm. And it carries into our adult life. And then we right. start making these excuses of this is how I am. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can't do this because this is the way I've always done it. Right. Right. Wow. Now, how long did it take you? Or actually, let me let me even rephrase that. Like, what was the deciding factor that you wanted to make a change? That moment alone, when I stepped on the scale, I realized, man, you know, like, I've, um, I've, I've known family members with diabetes and all of that. And it just, I kind of just, from that moment, I decided, okay, maybe I should start jogging a little bit or maybe i should tone down on my burritos and mcdonald's and stuff like that you know what i mean so that moment i decided that i need to start losing weight okay so now a lot of people decide they want to lose yeah. weight right this, this is a normal thing everybody, yeah. everybody you see these advertisements yeah. all the time right yeah. everybody's like oh i need to lose weight yeah. i need to go on a diet but how hard was it to actually do it oh it was tough it was definitely tough it was like really what hard. what was some of the like the the mind blocks that you were having like what were the things that you were like having a hard time getting over man just eating the amount that was a hard time because when you're at that weight you don't really realize when you're full you just kind of could yeah. eat all the time you know what i mean you just can keep going keep going keep going until there's no food and that's how you just realize that man i'm just a big guy you know what i mean 
but you don't realize how full you are until you, the food is done. And by that time, you're already four or five plates in, you know? The hard part was trimming that down and knowing your limit. Wow. And yeah. were, you, were you happy then? Uh, no, I don't think... I wasn't happy at all. I mean, looking in the mirror, you don't feel... You don't see yourself big because you're just in denial. But then when you realize it, that you are, people telling you, then that's the, the hard part. That's scary. That sucks. What did your family say? Or like, what, what, what? How are they? Because I've met your dad. Mm, yeah. You know, and your dad's your yeah. dad's cool as hell. Yeah. But he's not a big guy. No. Like your mom's not yeah. a big. Your mom's not a big woman. Yeah. So like, how did they handle you being such a big kid? Man, they just kind of accepted it. They would just, I mean, make fun. You know, little little jokes here and yeah. there. But I mean, stuff like that it does get you every once in a while. You know, it hits you. The little jokes. And you have siblings too, right? Yeah. So, um, what do you have? I have a brother and a sister. Brother and a sister. Yeah. Now, were, did they ever get big? No, not as big as I did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and how were they? Like, how how was that relationship with with you guys mm-hmm. as as you know uh, brothers and sisters with you being like the big brother? Mm-hmm. Man, this is pretty much everything that they won't eat. I would eat it. They know they would buy a good amount of food. I would finish everything. Up. Wow. You know. But was that some type of comfort for you? I mean, was there something that you were going through at that time in your life that you turned to food? I think it was just young, and then, you know, most of my friends at that time were, like, big, and it's just nothing really mattered at that age, you know what I mean? Like, weight, looks, and, like, health. Yeah. Like, at that age, people don't really understand any of that, you know what I mean? Myself included, you know? It's hard, especially yeah. with everything else, all the food, all the good food, you know? Now, being that size, I mean, did you play any sports in high school? Played football. Played football? Like, how how, how was that for you? Well, I mean, the weight helped. I was a lineman, so okay. the weight did help a lot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that maybe that's another thing, like, you know, movies and stuff like that, as a football player, it's okay to eat. Like, they make it okay, right. especially now in society. When you're in football and you're a big guy, it's like, okay, eat more, eat more. They want you to be big, you know? Right. Wow. Now, okay, so you got it. You you, you, you made this change. You knew you had to make a change. Um, when did you decide you wanted to start getting into martial arts and boxing or whichever aspect came first? Like, actually, which what what came first? What part of your training came first? Um, jiu-jitsu. I started with jiu-jitsu. The way it worked is I was playing football and I hurt my shoulder. So at the time, I was already kind of starting to lose weight. And then I gained it all right back. You know, I stopped playing football. I was just like, screw this. I'm not right. going to school. You know, I'm freaking start smoking weed and drinking and all that. But then my brother... At the time, he was doing jiu-jitsu and training. And then he used to tell me, man, you know, I could kick your ass and all that. And then I just one day started with jiu-jitsu, and I was like, man, I need to try this. And ever since then, I just started shedding weight. So you started with jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And when was it you got into striking? Striking was, I remember um, doing tournaments, jiu-jitsu tournaments. I don't know if you remember pancreation tournaments. Yeah. Or it was just strikes to the body. So I was like, I'm going to do it one day, you know? So I did it, and I completely got my ass beat, like, by leg kicks, body kicks. I just had no <laughs> striking experience. That moment, I was like, all right, I'm going to start striking. <laughs> and as far as you, like, with martial arts, mm-hmm. how much does this stuff change your life? Uh, dude, mar- this martial arts saved my life. Saved your saved life? Saved my life completely. Got me out of so many things, problems, trouble, drugs, whatever, all of that. When, when you started martial arts, okay, we started jiu-jitsu, you got into striking, how old were you when you did your first fight? My first fight, I was 22 years old. 22 years old, yeah. Okay. So that was, wasn't was too long after high school, about no. four years, right? Yeah, about four years. years after high school. So you're making this transition, you do your first MMA fight, mm-hmm. and then, I mean, through the amateur, you ended up becoming state champion. Yes, sir. Right? Yep. That's an amazing accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And then 
you decided you figured it was time to go pro, and I think that was about the same time when we yeah, started training together, right? Exactly started, yeah. Um, now, as far as the mentality goes, have you seen any kind of shift in your mind from when you started doing MMA to where it is now? Oh yeah, mentality, personal. Um, it's just now. It's more real, you know what I mean? It's just like I said, it's my life. This is all I do. It's all I know now. So it's just more real. That's all I can say. It's more real. Um, I need to train a lot more and um, just live it, you know? You have to really live it and breathe it. Um, touching on, on living and breathing it. Now, for me, I've been doing this stuff a long yeah. time, you know? And I know my story mm -hmm. that this martial arts in general has really allowed right. me to find out who I am as a person. Yeah. And I'm sure you can relate to that. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of people who have made this lifelong choice of martial arts or whatever it is that you mm -hmm. pick to make a lifelong choice yeah. starts defining you as a person. Right. And mm -hmm. the choices that I make are because of what's happened through my history of the sport yeah. and what I've decided to do. And through my, my tenure of this thing, I've never once told anybody that I think that they should quit their job, that they should pursue this, this, this art that pays no money because this is what I did. Like I, I quit my job. I, I had a, I had an education in art. Um, I was working professionally as an artist. Uh, my parents were still paying for my ex ridiculously expensive tuition. Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. <laughs> right? But it's true. Yeah. And I was too afraid to tell them that I dropped out of school. I quit going to school. Twelve units left to get my bachelor's degree. Wow. wow. Twelve units. <laughs> I was I was right yeah. there, You're but there. something was 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 just telling me I had to do this. I always knew that I could go back to art. This thing didn't work out. But here's what's funny: I was going into it at a time where there was no money in the, in this sport at all. I mean, there's not like much in it now, right? Yeah. But yeah. I made this decision to quit my career to go into something that makes no money. Yeah. And I told myself I was like, I'm gonna do this. This is for me. I would never tell anybody to do this. I met Ozzy. And I met a person who had a very similar fire that reminded me of myself when I first started this thing. Now, I'm not saying that our stories are the same, but he had something that was just like this, this energy to him that reminded me of when I decided to make that change and mm -hmm. that choice. Because I was, I was going through this moment where I, I was so unhappy with everything in my life. The only time I was happy was when I was training or when I was fighting. Mm -hmm. And Ozzy and I would have these discussions. I know you remember these. Yeah. We would have these discussions every single day after yeah. training. I mean, we still have yeah, them. still to this day. We would have these discussions about what makes you happy. And nine out of ten times he talked about how unhappy he is. Not about what makes you happy. Yeah. It's about what, how unhappy he is. And it was all work-related. Yeah. Now, I understand we got to make money. I understand yeah. that we have to do things that provide for our family. Right. But the problem is is that so many of us are living to work. Yeah. Yeah. We're not working to live. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I I don't agree with that. I think that everything we need to do should be directed in the in in the way that it's making us happy. Mm -hmm. Like you can have all this money in the world yeah. and if you never even get to use it because the job consumes you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How is that money making you happy? You know? Um, you got a family that you're supporting. Cool. It's making them happy. Great. I get it. It's awesome. Yeah. 
but you are miserable. Yeah. You're living your life for somebody else. Just like when you work, go to a job, right? Yeah. If you are, if the job is not making you happy, yeah. If it's not leading towards your dreams, you are just building somebody else's dream. Yeah. yeah. And so, Ozzy and I were sitting down and we were talking for for a while, a long time. Yeah. for a long time, right? Yeah, yeah. And I actually, I, I said, dude, I think you should quit your job. Mm-hmm. And I, it was kind of gut wrenching for me to yeah. say, I'm like, oh god, don't. I can't believe I'm about to tell this kid, like, hey, man, like, do what I did. Quit your job and, like, make everybody around you, like, go, what the fuck? Because that's pretty much what happened. Yeah. When I finally opened up to everybody telling them I was living out of my car. You know what I mean? Like, that's not something you want to, like, Yeah. really uh, put out there. No, you don't want to advertise that at all. And so tell me about that. So, like, when we had these conversations and... What, what were you doing for work previously? I was a salesman at a business called California New Business Bureau. It's a great job, you know, great money. But, like, I'm going to touch um, the financial part. I was, um, we had these conversations of being unhappy and then happy. Yes, I was financially happy, but having these conversations with Chad is just like, he knew how unhappy I was within, you know what yeah. I mean? So, that kind of, by him telling me, quitting my job, he, it's funny because Chad doesn't, tell you oh do it you know what i mean kind of just his method of speaking is inspiring you know what i mean and not just Mm -hmm. quit your job but like just go get more you know that's his method of speaking that's when he talks to me that's how i hear it you know what i mean go get go get happy you know what i mean not like oh screw everything else you know what i mean but i quit my job now here i am but it it was more than that like we would come into you because it was taking away from you training It was t- and every day you would come in and be like, I'm too tired. Yeah. I can't do the things that I want. Yeah. Yeah. And then it would be like, man, I, I, I want to fight, yeah. but I can't do this because I have to make money. Mm-hmm. But then when you're, because what happens is when you're good at a job that's building someone else's dream, yeah. they want you there more. Yeah. yeah. Because you are doing everything that they've dreamed about yeah. to finally have, which yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. If, yeah. if it's working for you. If yeah. it's working for you. Yeah. Right. And I knew it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I never wanted to be the guy that was like, hey, Ozzy, like, dude, dude. You have a dead end job. Mm-hmm. I think you're uh, you're a good fighter. Mm-hmm. Let's live under the ring, and we're, <laughs> we're good. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay you with like quarters. Yeah. Right. That that wasn't the case at all. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. And after you made that decision, uh, how that, that was what? How long ago? Eight months. About eight, eight months. So it's yeah. been eight months. You've been yeah, without it's... a job for eight months. Without a job. Are you happier now, or are you worse off? No, I'm freaking happy, dude. Like this money can buy it. I'm already. Living my dream, if you look, think of it like that. Training, you know what I mean? Breathing, that's all that matters. Training every day, fighting, you know what I mean? I come in here with a great group of guys. That's the dream already. But money can't buy that, you know what I mean? Money doesn't buy that at all. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, one thing I, I, I like to compare it to is like, because we talked about you mm-hmm. getting ready to make the change. Yeah. Getting ready to, to cut loose, mm-hmm. right? And there's this process where it's like, I still need to hold on a little bit. Yeah. We go from this yeah. moment of like, yes, I'm going to do it. And then reality kicks in. And the reality of, of being without a job, mm-hmm. the, the, the uncertainty of the future the goes, man, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to give it one more month. Yeah. Right? So that is an ongoing cycle with yeah. all of us because yeah. we don't know what's going to come next. Yeah. We don't know what this person's going to do. Mm-hmm. Like just like a fight. Yeah. We don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. So we have this fear. You know what? I might as well not do it. Yeah. And so we find all these reasons why it's not going to work. But... 
if you believe in it, and this is what this is what I believe. This yeah. is this is my my feelings, and I believe this down to my core. Mm-hmm. That if it's something that you truly want to do for the right reasons for you, right? Mm-hmm. It's like like the life vest analogy we used uh, on the last show. Mm-hmm. You're out there in the ocean, right? Mm-hmm. You got a life vest on, and uh, you're you're you got a cord that's pulling you to land, mm-hmm. and you're like, well. I need to learn to swim, but this cord is safe. Yeah. Right? And then you somebody goes like this, you know, boom, they cut the cord out from you. Yeah. You have to swim now. Yeah. But but the cord's been cut. Yeah. You still have a life vest on. Yeah. Right? So you what are you gonna wait out there until see to see if you just get pushed back in? Yeah. Or you take the vest off and you say, Okay, now it's sink or swim. Yeah. You've mm-hmm. removed the safety vessel that you have. Mm-hmm. Now you have no choice. It's sink or swim. Now you're That's forced it. to find a way forced to find a way and that's that's that man that is a scary thing to face oh, but yeah. i'm i know i can only speak for myself yeah. i'm sure you can as well when you decide to sink or swim you have one you have really two options yeah sink or swim and what's happening now swimming swimming right? swimming i mean going from the 306 pound kid to a guy now that is jobless Happy, <laughs> loving life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to bet, though, it hasn't been that cut and dry. No, definitely. You know, it sounds great. Okay, cool. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that risk. I'm gonna yeah. make a chance, and everything works out like yeah. a fairy tale. And the reason why I'm willing to bet, because I know there was a time where you disconnected from the academy. Let's let's talk about that a little yeah. bit because Ozzy was making these incredible changes for himself. He was making these incredible directional uh, positionings for himself to advance in his career. Now he hadn't quit his you hadn't quit your job yet, right? No. Hadn't quit his job no. yet. This is this is just before that, but yeah. this was what was leading up to yeah. it. I think. Let's talk about when you disappeared for a little bit. We still stayed in communication. Yeah. A lot. What was going on during that time? Well, I mean, during that time, I mean, yeah, I had gotten hurt, but um, I was working, and then, I don't know, it's just, like, the way I can explain it is one thing is, like, you surround yourself with the wrong people, and um, you make all this money. When I was working, I was making a lot of money. I just, for some reason, I just kept drinking, and then I started, like, t- like getting into drugs, and then I hit a depression in my life, like, pretty bad, so... Bef- talk about before that. I came back, I had also the last time Chad seen me before all of this, right? I had gained back the great amount of weight, so I was fifty pounds away from three hundred and six pounds again before I ever came back. So to keep train. that in mind. This was in your late twenties now. Late twenties now. You're back up to the mid two yes. hundreds. So I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, it's just a depression, and you just you don't realize you're in a depression. You just got to be real with yourself and yeah. notice it you know and it's very very hard because you get you surround yourself with people that are like oh yeah drink this oh yeah sniff this oh yeah smoke this and then people don't realize that they're actually harming yourself but i don't know i don't know how to touch the next subject what kind of connection do you have with them? like like the people that were around your life then are they still around it now no um high and by high yeah. and by but no not in the circle, not at all. I mean, because the thing is, is like we notice that when we have party friends, at least mm-hmm. I, I've done this. When you have party friends, that's all they're there for. Yeah, they're there for the party. You still might be like, hey, hi and bye, mm-hmm. right? But 
there's no other connection yeah. other than the right. party. My they phone used to ring every weekend, <laughs> every Friday. Right? I used to ring, text. Anyone, but one. people don't realize that associations dictate, yeah. you know, you become like the people you hang out with the yeah. most. So if you don't find a way to separate from that, you fall into yeah. that. So they say if you can't change the people around you, then you need to change the people around you. Yeah. And sometimes you have to cut back and you got to yeah. step away, even if it, they're close to you, even yeah. if it's family or your best friend. You have to walk away from that. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're going to drown in that. And it's a choice, too. All of that. Oh, people yeah. need to realize that that's a choice. And they have to notice. Like, one thing I, mm -hmm. like I keep saying, you have to notice when it's wrong. Yeah. And what, if it's making you happy or not. You know? See, and that's what we talked about last yeah. week is that choice of the moment, yeah. right? right? Like, you know if you're drinking right now. Mm -hmm. Is that taken away from what you're supposed yeah. to be right. doing? You know if the people you're hanging around yeah. with are inspiring you mm -hmm. or tearing you down. You know this. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is we get comfortable. Yeah. We get comfortable. We don't want to upset other people. We don't want to uh, make other people say something bad about yeah. us, right? But let's be honest. Like, the people that are going to say bad about this, who are they? Yeah. Who are they to say anything about me, mm -hmm. about you, about the next person? Yeah. Yeah. And what are they doing that makes them yeah. such a such a great advocate yeah. for Nothing. what's right? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. We give those people so much power in our life. It's crazy how much power they have. And you know what's sad? Is we give so many people so much power. And we don't get it enough to ourselves, mm -hmm. and I, and and that is what's mind blowing because I've done this my entire life. Mm -hmm. I've given everybody else power yeah. over me mm -hmm. my entire life until the day I said I'm done. Mm -hmm. Like I'm taking the power back. I don't care if it kills me. And that's really what started this whole change of mentality for me mm -hmm. was when I decided to say that's it. I'm not running anymore. I'm gonna stand here and fight, and if I die, I die. Yep. But I'm not running anymore because if I'm running. I'm just running away from death anyways. Yeah. I don't get to live. Yeah. I don't ever get to live if I'm running away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, you touched a little bit. Now, I, I, know, I know this is going to be hard, but mm -hmm. people deal with this on a daily basis, and it's a very, very serious thing. Like, I recently just lost a buddy that, I mean, we, we, we grew apart over the years, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like, but he was a high school friend. Uh, he was a lot closer with a lot of my friends in high school, but just committed suicide mm -hmm. through de uh, depression. Wow. And this is an this I mean this is a normal yeah. thing, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't want to make this like a big woe is me because like mm -hmm. it's not about that at all. Yeah. Like, but the point is is that depression affects so many people and the people around the people that it's yeah. affecting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What were your like? What was your mentality? Like, what was going on in your mind when you were dealing with your depression this 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 most recent time around? So the thing about my depression is um, it might be different from others, but myself is like there was always this voice in my head when I was like wanting to make a, a change in my life or committing to something. There was always a voice in my head telling me, don't do it. Or if you do it, you're going to fail or you're going to look stupid or what are your friends going to think of you? Or, man, you, you ain't nothing in this life to do that t type of things in life. So depression is noticing that and not letting that voice in the back of your head become a real person not letting them take the power over your life or take control of your life you have to realize that that voice is just in your head the same way you could tell yourself yes you can that voice is telling you not to do it but you have to make it a positive thing when you realized that you needed to make a change what were the first steps you started to take 
to get to a better place. Man, you know what? I just remember one day, I knew all the decisions I was making were bad. I just didn't know how to stop. So I remember one one day I just looked at the sky and I prayed to God, like, give me a sign. You know what I mean? And um, I've told this story to Chad. And then that next day, right, I had broke up with my girlfriend at the time. And she texted me. Mm-hmm. She hated me. Like, we hadn't talked in years. Mm-hmm. Texted me. And then she reminded me, like, of my dreams of what I wanted to accomplish before, you know? Yeah. And then Chad always kept in touch with me. And then I just remember texting the chat, I'm going to come back from that day on. You know, and then I had to make the proper, obviously, adjustments. I started running. I started exercising. Right. And then that's when I realized, man, you know what? I'm going to come back to training. And if there's anyone I'm going to train, I'm going to train on the chat. You know what I mean? He yeah. has been a big inspiration on me. And I just started working out. And now I'm here. And I'm happy. Well, I mean, what? So that I mean, that's just that's to me, it's amazing. Yeah. You go through this transformation, and, and first, I want to thank you for like opening up about that. I mean, yeah. that's that's a true expression of like yeah. what this stuff does to you. Yeah. Like this, this is a man that is a, a a professional fighter already, and depression brought him back to when he was seventeen years old at the heaviest yeah. of his weight, and that's. You know what's what's crazy about that is that you opening up about that is something that I'm sure there's so many people that can't touch on why they are depressed. Yeah. And that's I've talked to other people about this and this is what like to me this this show is about is being able to relate things that are going to help other people because I know that was hard for you to yeah. even just like I, I saw it I saw it in you right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I watched this big massive man just kind of <laughs> like um get emotional and yeah. but that's that's to me that's fucking awesome. Because that's understanding yeah. why things happen. And it's also understanding why you won't let it happen again. Right. We have choices, right? We yes, talk about sir. choices. We talk about the moments. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, as far as I'm, I can see, mm-hmm. you're in the gym every day. Yes, you look happy every time yeah. I see you. As he's teaching now. He's teaching. He's <laughs> yeah. just training. He's I teaching. mean, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, your life pretty much revolves around making money and making a living through yeah. doing martial arts. Yep. Yeah. Like I said, save my life. That's incredible. Yeah. And the fact I've seen you with your family, I've seen you with your girl, yeah. I see you with the team. Yeah. I see you just all—you're always smiling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Aussie that was before all this happened was not that Aussie. Mm-hmm. But here's the funny thing: that's always been Aussie, yeah. right? Because that person's always been in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only reason why it wasn't there before is because we make excuses why that Aussie can't be around. Yeah. Yeah. Why that version of me is not okay. Why that version of mm-hmm. me needs to be kept away because people are going to expect something yeah. else of me. Right? You know what? And once we realize, no, no. I can be me who, however I want. And whoever doesn't like it, there's no space no. in my life for them anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cut them off. Cut them off. You want to surround yourself around people yeah. that are going to make you happy about yeah. being yourself, that are going to make them happy about being themselves. Yeah. And guess what? Together, you guys are going to be happy, yeah. and it's going to be an incredible, amazing harmony of a relationship. Yeah, yeah. definitely. At least, that, like, it's so funny. Like, there's days when we train, mm-hmm. the energy here is absolutely... Through the roof. It's, right? It's, it's through the roof. You yeah. can't even put a word no. on it. No. But then there's other days. Yeah. There's other days where you could walk in the training room and you could cut the air with a knife. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you just know it's going to be one of those days. Yeah. You can feel it. It's weird. You can just feel it. But that's that's a direct... Like, that's the way everything is. Yeah. yeah. That's we, can w- we can wake up in the morning 
And we could decide that I'm going to have one of those days where you're going to have to cut the air that I walk through. Uh-huh. Or you could wake up and decide that it's going to be a good day. Uh-huh. And I don't know. I think unless unless you guys think I'm wrong, I think if you make a decision to make every day a good day, yeah. every day of life is then going to become a good day. Yeah. Yeah. And that's an amazing way to live. Yeah. Oh, we make all these issues of like, oh, I didn't make enough money today. For what? Mm-hmm. Are you breathing? Yeah. Yeah. Are you, did you get to do something that you wanted to do? Yeah. And if you didn't, why not? Yeah. Yeah. What did you do that was so important that you couldn't do one thing Mm -hmm. that made your day or life better? Right. It's not hard. It's not hard. Mm -hmm. It's simple. Yeah. That's what's funny. Mm -hmm. It's simple. But sometimes the most simple things are the hardest things to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because we start putting all these ideas of why it's not a, yeah. like that's not enough. Mm-hmm. That's not I need more. That's not enough. Yeah. That's not enough. I need more. It's like if it makes you happy, what do you need more for? Yeah. Yeah. And I promise, if you do one little thing that makes you happy, it's going to lead to the next. Yeah. It's gonna lead. We were just talking about the other day. The simplest thing that makes me happy, I found it makes Ozzy happy too, and that what made me it? happy. <laughs> we sit across from each other yeah. in training. <laughs> And we eat our sweet potatoes and chicken in yeah. silence. In silence. You like sweet potatoes? Oh, yeah. Love <laughs> he potatoes. loves sweet potatoes. Love sweet potatoes. It is the silliest thing. It's we have a hard practice. Yeah. <laughs> Ozzy has his spot in the academy. Yeah. I have my spot in the academy. And we literally sit there. Yeah. We don't talk. <laughs> we eat our, yeah, food, eat our food. And it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Simple silence clean food yeah. and accomplished from a ridiculously hard, hard training, training session yeah. and I get to share it with somebody yeah. who's appreciative of the same simple thing yeah. how may how, how like the idea of that is is so basic yeah. yeah but most people would be like oh that's just stupid like yeah. let's go eat somewhere let's go yeah. like socialize like yeah. I actually want to enjoy the moment yeah. yeah we forget about that you know that, that there's that, there's that yeah, terminology yeah. say oh stop and smell the roses yeah 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 you just gotta stop something Sometimes you just got to stop. Yeah. And now I've finally gotten a point in my life where it's like when I do something nice or something great that yeah. feels good to me, I will literally stop to write it down. Yeah. Because I want to acknowledge what happened. I want to keep that for me yeah. Yeah. so it can help me mm-hmm. realize that I did something today. Yeah. Some days are more than others. Some days I might have to dig a little bit deeper to figure out what it was that I did. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not allowing myself to ever have a day that I didn't do something positive. Yeah. That yeah. I didn't do something that made me feel good about yeah. the decisions that I make to be where I am right, right. now. Because I see it all around us. We watch yeah. TV all the time. Yeah. Man, the news is nothing but like drama and horrible and, and things, horrible things yeah. right? We're not talking. Like I was watching something the other day, right? I was, I was talking about this with my barber. Yeah. And you know, barber shops, like it's always like, yeah. there's always like an energy in there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, it's cool because my barber, Tony, he uh, he's really big in like, uh, psychology and mind works. Yeah. We talk about this stuff all the time. Yeah. And we, it was so funny. We were talking about just how being positive changed everything. And we were watching Gangland on uh, yeah, yeah. on the TV. Yeah, yeah. And they were talking about nothing but guns and money yeah. and, and Robin because they had the voices all dubbed over so you couldn't hear who they are. I'm like, wow, that is why everybody doesn't want to like do things. Mm-hmm. They watch TV and they fill their day just being a zombie yeah. to to escape their own reality. Right? Yeah. But that's the thing. You have to make the conscious effort to do yeah. it. 
And it's not just one big thing that's going to change everything. It's the simple disciplines that you exercise every yeah. day. Those little things that you make the conscious choice to do every day, day in and day out. Yeah. That's going to make the change in the end. Yeah. And it, but it, it, it's not easy. No, it's not. It's funny. It's not easy, but it's simple. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? There's two different things. It's not easy, but it's simple. Right. It's simple because it literally means one foot in front of the other. Yeah. yeah. Tie your shoes. Yeah. Make your bed. Stop eating out as many times of during the week. Yeah. Yeah. Those little things are just small victories that we need to acknowledge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the thing is, is I think we don't see them as victories. Yeah. The average person needs to see the giant goal. Right. But how can you get to the giant goal if you don't start with one step? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I get emotional when I see people achieve things that they before didn't think were possible, that the people around them, I love proving, proving people wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been doing it my whole life. Yeah. Been doing it, it's funny, I've been proving people wrong my whole life, yet I never believed in myself. Mm -hmm. Now I do, now I do, I believe mm -hmm. in myself wholeheartedly. And actually, what really got me to believing in myself was the fact, that, this is funny, I've been teaching and doing this stuff for a long time, mm -hmm. what really got me truly believing in myself was you guys, was the students was my yeah. training partners, was people that believed in me so much, I had to give them what they believed. Yeah. Even if I didn't believe it myself, yeah. I was like, I, look, yeah. they are expecting this <laughs> because I see it in them that they believe it. Yeah. yeah, I cannot do that to anybody else. Even if I don't believe it, I gotta give them what they, I gotta be an actor today. Yeah. I'm gonna go win me an Oscar, <laughs> right? Yeah. The movie just never stopped. Yeah. <laughs> just kept going. It just kept going, yeah. but now I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And now I get it more so than ever when I see it in other people and I see you guys yeah. reaching these new heights and I see other people, even even outside of the academy, yeah. I see these people growing and I'm like, it's just, it's fascinating and I want to I learn more about it. Mm -hmm. And man, I get a little obsessive on it because mm -hmm. I can't stop talking about it. I think, mm -hmm. and I think the more I get into this stuff and the more I start digging into, into how it works and what's going on, I think yeah. it's going to make me more yeah. obsessive. Yeah. Which I'm okay with. Yeah. Because it's gonna give me more ability to reach out and find ways to dig deeper. Yeah. Find ways to find new tools. Yeah. Because that's what this stuff's all about, yeah, right? Because we can't do this alone. No. No. But if we can get a tool yeah. to hand off to somebody, right? Well, I didn't I didn't create jujitsu. Mm -hmm. I learned it from somebody who learned it from somebody who gave a trick to somebody. So we're all refining. Yeah. We're refining, refining, refining. And sometimes it's a little bit later in life that the refining comes in. Mm -hmm. But guess what? It wasn't too late. Yeah, it's never too late. It's, it's never, never too late. It's never late. And, and that's the problem. We hear that a lot, right? Yeah. Oh, it's just like, this is the way I am. Yeah. How much, how tall are you? This is the way I am. You don't have to be that yeah, way, though. But you're choosing to you're be. You're choosing yeah. to be that way. Choosing to be. Oh, I mm -hmm. can't do that. You can't. I don't even let people say that word in the academy. Yeah. Can't. Yeah. You didn't even let us say try in right. the academy. Right? We got all yeah. try to make it to class, coach. <laughs> no. But that's it. The tools. We need the tools, and you need to carry yeah. the tools with us. So we're okay. So let me let me just bring this back around, and we'll we'll, we'll, we'll tie this up and wrap it up because I know um, we've kind of covered a lot. Where are you at now, Ozzy? Like life, mentality, weight, career. Like where? Who is Ozzy Diaz now? Oh man, I just. Now I'm like more excited of what the future comes and I just feel like mostly unbreakable, untouchable, mentally, spiritually. 
anything, you know. Um, I'm excited to see what the future holds, even though I don't know what tomorrow brings. But I'm more excited. I'm happy. I just can't wait. I know I'm untouchable and unbreakable. Whether it's winning a fight or losing a fight. In life in general, I don't think I can be defeated right now at all. Someone could try it, but... <laughs> That's win, absolutely yeah. incredible, Ozzy. Um, if you had a message to give anybody listening or even to us, mm-hmm. what would that message be? Well, first of all, if you're in depression, talk to somebody, man. Just talk to somebody. Someone out there is probably going through the same thing you're going through. Just know you're not alone out there. You know, you have someone like myself, like Chad, anybody, we've been through it, you know? Just talk to somebody. That's my message out there right now. Especially if you're in depression, talk to somebody. It helps out a lot more. When you hold it in, everything blows up. But you can beat it. Yeah. You can beat it. You can. Doesn't mean that's going to be over, no. right? Doesn't mean it's going to be over at all. No. But you can beat it. Yeah. But it's going to be an ongoing, daily battle. You have yeah. to work battle. on it. You have to work, you have on, to it, work yeah. on yourself. Just like me, we talked about my confidence, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I have to work on it every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like depression yeah. and anything else that, that is... A, a, a powerful thing that brings you mm-hmm. backwards. We have to work on this every day. Yeah. There cannot be a day that goes by that we think that we are better yeah. than what it is that's c- keeping us down. Yeah. We can't. We have to work on it every yeah. day. So, Ozzy, where can people find you on uh, on Instagram? Yeah. On Instagram, you can find me, Ozzy underscore Diaz, D-I-A-Z underscore Diaz. Um, that's it. I'm mostly just on Instagram. I know I got to do more but Instagram is easier for me <laughs> and then how can we get tickets to your upcoming fight um, you can hit me up um, and direct message me on Ozzy underscore Diaz call someone at CMMA um, and that's pretty much it or go to OCFightClub.com Ozzy Diaz is fighting this Thursday yes sir OC Fight Club for his third professional fight yep. give him a little plug on there Ozzy man thank you so much for coming on man. Like, for me, man like I really Really appreciate you opening yeah. up about stuff that I know. I know it's hard to talk about yes, it, sir. but um, man, you're you're a warrior, bro. Thank and you. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm inspired by you as a person, and I'm I can't wait to see what the future unfolds for you. Yes, Not sir. just in fighting, yeah. but in life. Yeah. And you. you are gonna touch so many people you. Uh, with your story and just who you are as a person. Because Ozzy, man, you are you are an incredible human being. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. TJ. Yes. That was pretty uh, pretty awesome, huh? That was good. <laughs> um, Ozzy, he, I, I didn't know some of the stuff that he was telling us. I didn't know almost most of it. So, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I've talked to him a lot. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, Ozzy and I have always had, like, a back-and-forth um, interaction. And even when he was going through his depression stage, mm-hmm. I didn't know how bad it was. Yeah. I didn't know at all. I mean, he, he would he would message me and he would tell me about, you know, the drinking that he was doing, but yeah. I didn't know to what extent. I knew that there'd be days where I wouldn't hear from him for like two weeks. Yeah. I know the symptoms, right? We, we, I have plenty of friends, but I didn't know it was actually affecting Ozzy that way. Right. And we were still talking. He'd be like, oh, I'm not doing well. But I thought it was just maybe just a little depression because he had injuries. I didn't know to the extent. And then when he opened up about it, like, I know it's hard. It's hard to talk about yeah. things. And it's hard to talk about things genuinely. You know, we've all been through these different stages in life that we don't want to share with people. Yeah. Because we're like, oh, I don't want to be a crybaby or I don't want yeah. to have to seem like I'm like, uh, I have all these problems. But the truth is, is you telling your problems yeah. is going to help so many other people. 
even if they don't, like I've never actually felt with depression. I've never experienced depression. I've experienced symptoms, right. but not to a point where it's really affected me in, in a long, you know, in a serious manner. I've had plenty. I have a, I have a laundry list of things <laughs> that I have problems with, right? But those are unique to me. Yeah. And to be able to have him open up about his weight. I mean, that's from 306 pounds yeah. to losing it. To almost gaining it back. To almost gaining it back is just insane. Yeah. Actually, it's not insane. It's normal. <laughs> that's like a normal, that's what goes on in normal yeah, life. that's life. That's life. But to hear him overcome it, fall, mm-hmm. overcome, fall, it's the cycle. Yeah. But we have a choice to always get back up and try it again. Yeah. Does it mean that it's not going to fall backwards again It might and not get worse? No. But it's guaranteed to get worse if you don't try. Yeah. And eventually, the end result, if you stop trying, is not one that you or anybody around you ever wants to have happen. Especially when it comes to depression. Yeah. You know, like the thoughts that go on in people's minds when depression is strong. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's scary. Yeah. I mean, even with, with me, I was bullied my whole life, right? People make drastic decisions to get out of a situation, right? And that's not the answer. The answer is talk to somebody. The answer is find a tool. The answer is do something yeah. that's going to help you create a habit to get positive again because there's something there's something that makes you happy. Let's find the tools. Let's find the ways to move forward. Even if it's just an inch, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Let's work together. Let's reach out to people. Let's do what we can and make this place a better place because let's be honest, like we're the ones on it. Yeah. <laughs> right? We're sharing this together. Nobody, in my opinion, or is better than the person next to you. I don't care what they've done for a living. I don't care where they come from, where they grew up in the projects, or they grew up in a in a wealthy family. It doesn't matter. We are in this thing together whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. And we can make it a place that we all want to be at together if we are helping each other. And this place can be mean as fuck. Yeah. But it doesn't mean we have to let it affect us. So cool. I mean, I, I think it was amazing having Ozzy mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Um, if you guys were touched by Ozzy's story, if you guys had any pieces of it that may have related to you or may have related to somebody else, hit us up. Hit Ozzy up. Reach out to him. I'm sure he'll be more than happy to give his input, his feedback. We we are here as well. Let's connect. Let's keep making this thing a better place. Let's make every day an amazing day to be alive and live life as a champion. That's going to wrap it up for us. Peace. Nothing, 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 nothing you could do. Straight up. There's nothing you know the boy says. There's nothing I don't know why you want to play with it. There's nothing you